Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Hello and welcome to the EM360 podcast, where we have a weekly conversation with people here impacting the enterprise tech landscape. My name is Matt Harris, Head of Content here at EM360 and your host on today's episode. And today I'm joined by Gal Galan. Gal is the CTO at Mime, and we're here to talk about AI and data privacy and where they intersect. Gal, welcome to the show. Hey, Matt. Thanks. It's great being here. Yeah, happy to have you on today, Gal. Um, Could you just walk the listeners through a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, of course. So uh, as the CTO of Mime, I uh, oversee the technology efforts uh, to deliver cutting-edge products to help companies and individuals uh, manage their data privacy issues. Great. Yeah, that's great. And I think, you know, one thing that we've seen during all of this rise of, you know, chat GPT and generative AI is we've seen quite a lot of, you know, governments, particularly in Europe, uh, concerned around, you know, really sort of a, a couple of data privacy issues. Um, we saw the UK over the weekend um, looking at, you know, cracking down on the way that it scrapes uh, personal data and stuff like that. Um, how, how does the use of this generative AI really uh, impact and bring about data privacy concerns? Yeah, that's a great question. I think when we speak about generative AI, what we actually mean is the cutting edge of AI, which is unfortunately, still a black box. There's uh, not a lot we understand about uh, how the internals of these machines work. We know how to build them. We know how to work with them. But we don't know uh, everything that goes on inside. And that, together with the fact that in order to train them and to build them, you need to uh, train them on very large amounts of data. So you have this black box crunching in tons of information you end up with some problems such as um, whose data are we processing and who's not. It's actually um, a first because, you know, data is being around on the internet for, for quite a few years now, but only lately we've started crunching in everything to one single box. And that's great. that creates a problem. Are you willing to have your data used to train this machine? If you want to opt out, how do we do that? Because it's hard to control this uh, level of detail with such huge amounts of data. And obviously, we also, being a black box, creates a problem of how do we use the machine's output uh, in a fair way, you know, without bias, uh, without uh, sharing data where you're not supposed to. So I think those are the two main concerns. This is technology we still don't understand deep enough and it crunches a lot of data. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And and to go a little bit more deeper into, you know, really the, the ethical uh, implications and considerations, um, what can you kind of take from uh, the ethical angle uh, when it comes to AI and data privacy? You know, sh- should we let the AI do whatever it wants, uh, regardless of, you know, legality and stuff like that? No, just like any piece of technology, AI is not different. We should not let a piece of technology do whatever it wants. Uh, the same, you know, the same concerns were started uh, surfacing when um, phones started to become mainstream in the 70s. I think people were afraid of privacy. Uh, they had this box in their house that they can speak into, 
Uh, and it even had some problems. Sometimes the person on the other side picking up the phone wasn't the one you called because routing had bugs. So people started uh, showing some concerns about using and adopting this technology. And I think what helped is two things. One, the technology becomes more and more mature. And I think uh, that kind of irons out some of the problems. The second thing that happens is companies uh, distributing and using this technology, obviously they want to increase adoption. So they start addressing privacy concerns. Uh, with machine learning, you will see some companies being more and more responsible over the, the data they use to train those machines and how they limit the machines from giving you answers. Like, for example, if you, it's not really a privacy problem, but it's about control. When you ask ChatGPT for stock options or investment advice, it won't give you any. Um, so I think we need to limit the machines because simple people, like everyday people using it, don't necessarily know how to distinguish a good answer from a bad answer. And I think specifically with generative AI, uh, around text, the number one problem we have with these algorithms is that it generates answers that look very authoritative, even though the facts they're stating might be wrong. Um, so for people like you and me, that can create a very big problem by having information that is very misleading. Um, and obviously, the third thing is um, awareness and knowledge. So once people know how phone phones work, uh, it's it's just voice. You know, the voice starts when you pick up the handset, and not before. So your concerns uh, get lower a bit. You don't think you don't need to be worried about someone eavesdropping you in your house because the phone handle is down. So as people start understanding more and more how this technology works, I think it can address most of the concerns. As as human beings, we are afraid of the unknown. So a lot of people are afraid of this new AI taking over the world. And, you know, it, it might happen, but right now that's not the case. And the best thing the best thing we can do for ourselves as individuals is to educate ourselves about how this works, what can it do and what it cannot, how can it be used correctly, uh, how do we avoid uh, being abused by it. I think those are the three main factors we need to take into account. Yeah, let's take those sentiments one step further. You know, are there any ways that AI can be leveraged to even enhance data privacy protection? Of course, I think as part, just like any other technology, um, when you, especially in a large organization, when you have to worry about data privacy, let's say you are a privacy professional working for a large corporation, you are responsible for overseeing um, so many different data pipelines and business processes that involve uh, processing huge amounts of data for of individual for individuals from all over the world. I think there is absolutely zero chance you're able to do a good job efficiently without the use of technology. And because um, this data is sometimes unstructured, and because regulation changes all the time in many different countries, and in order to keep track of changing regulations, you need to read a lot of documents and interpret a lot of laws. Uh, so there's a lot of data 
to process as a human being in order to be on top of things. So AI excels at this kind of um, tasks to crunch in unstructured streams of text. AI can help you find what data you have in your organization and what it means. AI can help you find gaps between what the law requires you to do and what your company actually practices. So AI, just as any other technology, can really help in terms of uh, getting that coverage up and being more, more and more efficient in doing so. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And and just to kind of you know wrap this uh, conversation up today, uh, what, what do you feel like the regulatory landscape for uh, data privacy in AI will look like in in let's say you know eighteen months time, two years time? Um, how, how do you see that this kind of um, kind of developing? I think um, again we will see two things. We will see one uh, is education. Mm-hmm. I think um, becoming a privacy professional will require you to gain, to be educated about what is AI, how it works, and what are the pitfalls. And I hope the regulation will require that for from companies. So let's call it a responsible use of AI. Uh, use tools that you know how to control and know how what they do so you are aware of their limitations and you know how to avoid them so that's one thing i think the regulation will require us to um, gain more knowledge and and be more specific about the technologies we use the second thing we will see is um, companies being more and more transparent and the regulation going into more details about what does responsible use of AI actually means. And we're starting to see that. I mean, we're starting to see regulations in some countries being more specific um, about what data can be used for training and what not. Can you just scrape everything out of the internet or not? And if you do, do you need to inform your users in a way? Do you need to allow them to opt out? So I think the regulation will become more specific with what it actually means to have a responsible machine learning pipeline. Uh, And that, of course, is um, not an easy technical problem to solve. So we will see, uh, maybe not in the next 18 months, it might take a bit longer, but just as we're starting to see now companies that handle uh, AI security, we will see companies that specialize in AI privacy because it's a tough problem to solve very well said gal uh thank you so much for joining us on the on the podcast today it was a pleasure thanks for having me and also thank you to everyone who listened as well we hope you took a lot away from today's podcast but for further information what we talked about please head on over to mineos.ai that's mineos.ai we'll be back next week with another episode in our podcast series but until then make sure you subscribe to this podcast on all major platforms Follow the conversation on our socials at EM360Tech on Twitter and LinkedIn. And for more great daily content, please head on over to EM360Tech.com.